Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast, where Mel Histon will guide you through life's big questions and bring you one step closer to doing this crazy journey as best you can. Hey Soul Sister, about eight years ago, I was having bouts of stress with some anxiety thrown into the mix, and I was told about Renee Longworth, an energy healer. I didn't really know or understand what that actually meant. But I'm pretty open to giving most things a try, as my friends and family know. So I went along to have a session with Renee. And I'll be honest, I had absolutely no idea what was actually going on during that session. There was music and a crystal bowl healing, um, a crystal healing bowl. Uh, and the vibrations when Renee played that, that ran through my body, were just amazing. It was beautiful. Uh, an hour and a half later, I walked out of there absolutely floating. And so to this day, I just love energy healing sessions even though I don't really fully understand what's going on. (laughs) Uh, And then about five and a half years ago, my hubby and I moved into a new house. It was actually a really old house. Uh, It was about 100 years old. And after we'd been there for about a month or so, I felt really ill at ease around the house. And my husband, hubby Craig, was kind of stressed and crabby and I didn't really know why. I just knew that I kind of had this weird uneasy feeling all the time and I couldn't put my finger on what was going wrong and then some freaky things started happening around the house like the tv turning on and off and a few other things which I'll talk about later and so I reached out to Renee and asked her to come and do a space clearing on the house it was very cool again I don't fully understand what happened but it certainly made a difference in the home and so I've invited Renee to come into the studio today to do a session, a podcast session with her because I'm like, do you know what? I'm all about answering those crazy questions that we have in life. So I thought maybe it's about time I get Renee in here and ask her and go, what was going on with all that? Hey, Renee. Hey, Mel. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming in. Now, now again, we first met eight years ago and, and you were doing energy healing and now you do so much more than that. Yeah, I do. Um, so I started off in a practice at, at a clinic um, where I saw clients one-on-one doing energy healing. Um, and then I actually opened up my own clinic at one stage. And I before I actually went into that clinic, I started having a really good client base. I had lots of work coming in. I was really motivated. And then I moved into my clinic and everything just went downhill. So I started losing clients, um, practitioners that said that they would come and work at my clinic, pulled out. I was losing money. Yeah, yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and I was actually becoming quite unmotivated and I started to notice the difference between when I left my house and then how I felt when I got to the clinic and I really wanted to find out what was going on because I was doing all my healing techniques for my clinic to try and boost that energy up in yeah. my business and nothing seemed to be working. So I then went on to um, study feng shui and within that course we also did geomancy. So that was like the piece of the puzzle, puzzle that was missing in everything that I was doing and I just went from there. So I do feng shui yeah. and geomancy And with the geomancy, I also incorporate like a space clearing for the home as well. Yeah. 
And yeah, so that's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm I'm seeing one-on-one clients um, for energy healing face-to-face online and I'm going to people's houses and I'm also doing a lot of distant healing on houses. So I clear houses in different countries like the US and UK and um, Ireland. Yeah. Okay. So energy healing of people and spaces. So is that an ability that you've always had or is it a skill that you've developed? Both. Okay, so, so tell us about tell us about the ability. Have okay. you have you always, um, you know, as a child, I suppose, been able to feel energy? Yeah. So when I was a child, I always had spirits coming into into my room. It used to scare the bejesus out of me. Oh, I can imagine because <laughs> I'd actually think that there was a physical person that had broken into a house and was standing in the room. So it was quite a scary experience at the time. Were, were they just like looking at you, or were they t- trying to communicate with you? Usually looking, well, both. Usually looking at me. It depends. There were some really scary ones Jeez. as well. So it wasn't all, you know, little fairy dust and yeah. <laughs> happy happy things some of them were quite dark and I now I understand that because I work with quite dark energy sometimes as well and I think I've just got that affinity in a in a way to um, work with that because I've experienced it myself so as a child I was one of those kids that was always into the supernatural weird UFOs pyramids Um, ghost stories and things like that. And I think I was just trying to understand what was actually going on for me in my life. Yeah, Yeah. I I can imagine that. Can I ask a question with Mm. like dark spirits, dark entities? Is that evil or is it – what does that mean? It's a hard one to answer, (laughs) really. Um, There are so many different realms and of spirit as well as – planes of existence so when we are fearful we're more likely to have darker sort of energy and if there's been a trauma on site uh, there's more likely to be that really dark sort of heavy energy and you know there are some people that don't believe in the darker side of things and that's totally fine because a lot of people don't actually experience that but there are those few people that do experience those those darker sort of realms and I've just found that I can work with that and have the strength to clear those as well so they can sound really scary but I usually sort of put them in the category of their attachments and they're just wanting to exist in some sort of plane with you. Okay, so they're not necessarily wanting to hurt you, they want to be around you. Some can hurt you. Uh, This is where it gets into a little bit of scary stuff, so I don't want to scare people, obviously. (laughs) But um, there there have been incidences where people have been hurt by quite dark sort of entities and can make them feel sick or mentally unwell, um, which is very separate to any sort of mental health issue. So we're totally separate, um, not playing with that sort of profession. But yes, they can. Okay, basically. <laughs> but it's rare. It's not a. Yep. It's not something that you come across every day. Yep. They can be specific sort of 
incidences where it does occur, yes. Wow. I can imagine being a child and growing up and, and as you say, seeing spirits come into your room and some of them are dark. Yeah, I can see how that would be scary. Yeah. And, it, yeah. you know, it went on into my 20s and 30s as well. So yeah. I had experiences up through all my adult, early adult life as well. But now, because of the work that I do, I've created such healthy energetic boundaries that I'm strong enough to not have to deal with that anymore. Wow. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Because there are, I have come across um, particularly teenagers that do experience that realm and it's really important for them to know that they're strong within themselves. Yeah. Um, That's where you can actually combat these sort of energies. So energetic boundary, how do you create an energetic boundary? Grounding is a really important practice to have. Yep. And you can do that in lots of different ways, like meditation, you can go walking with barefoot, you can go swimming in the ocean, but mainly it's being present. Yeah. Being present with you, with your surroundings and um, just self-reassurance really and I suppose from what you're saying they're not getting carried away yeah and, and, and buying into whatever that energy that's correct going yes. on. so don't buy into it it's don't like, buy I'm into here it. I'm good I remember once um reading something and it said do you know what we're human we're alive we're a physical body we're like you can touch us feel us and we're physically here and strong and energy doesn't have a physical body that's correct, yeah. So, yeah. We're much stronger. Yes. And we just have to believe it. Yes. Strength yeah. of mind. Totally. Yeah. We're, we're strong. Yeah. It's like, you know, you don't need to try and to influence bump. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. That's actually very reassuring. Want to save your soul? Review us on Apple Podcast. As I mentioned before, um, which I'm keen to talk about as well, I'm like, do you know what? I've had many uh, a spooky spiritual experience over yeah. my life and I remember reading that wherever it was and it said that. I was like, do you know what? You're a physical being. You're a body. Yep. And totally. so you are strong. Yeah, You're stronger totally. than any energetic entity. X. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So I love now, I love that you have had this sort of um, ability growing up as a child and you've really created a whole career around that and around helping people. Yeah, I, I guess so. And I, I never went out to do that or pursue that. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I got to a point in my life where I really wanted to do some sort of healing practice, whether that was um, naturopathy or nutrition but I came across this woman who was also studying energetic healing and I'm like, oh my God, there's actually a course where you can learn these things. Yep. And my career path just changed just dramatically. And that course was really therapeutic for me because it answered a lot of things that I went through, through my childhood. Yeah. But also, you know, I was coming out of a domestic violence relationship. So that really helped my healing in regards to that. And to... Increase my self-empowerment, basically. So what course was that? Um, it was a diploma of energetic healing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it took me like three years to complete. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were saying before about, okay, you know, I asked the question, is um, energetic healing a, 
an ability that you have or a skill that you learn, it's like you had the ability and then you did that course and like honed your skill. Yes, but everyone has the ability. Everyone's an energetic being. Yeah. Everyone has it. Everyone has that little voice inside themselves that knows what's right for them. And that's what your intuition is. And everyone has it. So, So in saying that, how do we tap into that? You just have to listen. A lot of the time it's just purely trusting and listening to yourself. Meditation is the key to actually being able to hear what's going on internally. Yeah, okay. Mm. I've watched a YouTube video, a girl called who calls herself Starseed, and she talks about that. She said that she um, managed to hone her psychic ability yeah. through meditation yeah. and she would end up meditating up to six hours a day. Yeah, right. Yeah, That's a long time. That is a long time. <laughs> I was like, you know, if I can make like five, ten yeah. minutes, I'm doing good. Yeah, you don't have to do it for six hours. I'm thinking she wasn't working. Yeah. <laughs> and she wasn't a mum. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah, but you just, you know, the more you work with it, the more you start to recognise the messages or the symbols or how you personally work. So I work probably completely different to, you know, the next person that did my course. I I just, I'm a very visual person, so I, lo- I see a lot of visuals when I'm working. I get shown things and get messages that way and I just have to trust it because that message isn't for me ultimately. That's for the homeowner or the the person that I'm working for. So that's through like guides or angels or... Yeah, I have guides. I work mainly with guides and nature spirits and land spirits and I just let them show me what I need to do. Yeah. So going back to when I came and had energetic healing sessions with you because I had a few... And I really, I just remember when you would play that crystal bowl. Yes. I literally, I, I couldn't believe how beautiful it felt. I could feel vibrations going through my body and it did something. Yeah. What was going on? I, I, I don't, I, because I had my eyes closed for yeah. the time. But what are you doing? Because I know how amazing I felt afterwards and ongoing, you know, after the session for weeks afterwards. What do you, what do you do? What are you doing? So with energetic healing, it's with the theory that we're all energetic beings. So we have these energetic systems within our body. So you've got your meridians that most of your acupuncturists and kinesiologists work with. You have the chakra system and the chakra system are portals or vibrational energy systems that holds our consciousness and every experience that we've ever had either this life or past lives as well. Okay. And so when we're working, say with the bowls, I, I used to use the bowls quite a lot in one-on-one healing sessions. Because it's a vibration and it's a pure energy sound, you're actually vibrating a sound within your chakra systems or whatever energy systems in order to raise the vibration. And once you raise the vibration, you're able to then release any vibration that's of a lower sort of resonance, which is causing you any sort of challenges or stuckness. Yeah, okay, I get it. So, you know, one thing I've learned over the last few years in terms of people talk about your energetic frequency or your frequency. So generally, if you're feeling angry, stressed, 
sad, grief, you're at a lower energetic vibration. Is that right? Well, we're human. We all have to experience those emotions. So we need to validate those emotions and not just get rid of them. So it may not be so much as those sort of emotions. It's only when it becomes detrimental to your health, your mental health, or how you want to progress in life. Because everyone's going to be angry, everyone's going to go through grief, and we need to allow that to be okay and Do you know, sit it's, with that. So, sorry, mm. it's interesting you say that because I always feel sometimes if I get angry about something, I've got a friend that will almost like – You've got you're at a, you're hanging out at a lower energetic vibration. I'm like, yeah, but this is really pissing me off, and it's like, and I almost feel like it's bad that I feel angry about something. No, you're a human. You got to experience all ranges of your emotions and acknowledge them yep. because that's healthy. It's I'm glad you said that. Yeah, of thank course. you. <laughs> I get pissed off all the time too, and that's okay because you know when you get that anger, it allows you to actually it propels you. To and motivates you to act on something that you're not that's not hap- you're not happy with in your life, so yeah. it's a really healthy emotion when you need it to work for you. It's when it becomes detrimental and unhealthy that's when we need to work with it and you know uncover why that is. I like it. Mm. Okay, so if I'm okay, so if I'm maybe stewing on something, ruminating on something, and it's actually becoming unhealthy, yes, then I'm hanging out at a lower vibration. It's like okay, we need to clear that. Yeah, I have a thing about really putting labels on what's low vibration and what isn't. Yeah, I really think that we need to just acknowledge all aspects of ourselves and all aspects of ourselves are okay, whether it's a little bit low some days and it can change. Energy can change in an instant. It doesn't have to be a fixed it's not a fixed thing. That's true. It can change in an instant. Totally. You can just be going about your day and you get great news and all of a sudden you're euphoric. Totally. Or you put on your favourite song. You're like, woohoo, George Michael. Totally. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to acknowledge all aspects. I wouldn't say it's a, of a low vibration. I would just say, okay, you've got some challenges. Let's work with that. Okay, cool. Mm. So I'm lying on the bed. Yes. And you're playing the crystal balls, but you're also doing some laying some your hands on my body. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you generally find? Like, what are you feeling for when, like, when you lay your hands on somebody's body and you're doing the healing? Usually, it's I've been directed to go there. Okay, yeah. And that could be anything that we're working with. So we always have an intention of what we're doing. We just don't go in there and just go in there and just wave our hands around and just go <laughs> to whatever part of your body. We have an intention of what's the challenge and what's the goal, what's your ultimate, how do you want to feel at the end of this yep. or, you know, what are you working towards? And it may come up that, you know, something that you're holding in your gut, say it's your solar plexus, which is in your gut, yep. it might be a shock that's occurred when you were 14 years of age. And we're clearing the energy from that chakra system and that chakra system of the solar plexus is all about self-confidence, of courage, self-empowerment. So if you have some sort of event that's then been recorded in your solar plexus, then you're sort of working from that consciousness. It's yes. like a, a program or a pattern. Oh, yeah. So we can yep. Yeah, so we can work with that in lots of different ways. So I can do it as a hands-on thing. I can maybe do some dousing 
or we can do tapping, EFT. There's lots of different modes, modalities that you can work with that ultimately gives you the same result. Yeah. But in that instance, it would be me putting my hand on your body somewhere. Yeah, well, whatever you do, it is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it can be quite profound for some people. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Want to fill your soul with more? Go to thesisterco.com. So then fast forward to when um, we were moved into a house, mm. moved into the new house, which was a super old house. So it was like 100 years old. And interestingly, it had been, no one had been in there for three months. So it was all, no furniture, it was all locked up. Um, right. So I remember even when we first moved in, it's like, oh, it felt really stagnant in there. Um, but yeah, I started experiencing those feelings, just feeling ill at ease. My hubby was crabby, which is not like him. He's not a crabby person. Yeah. Um, a few weird things happened, uh, like waking at three in the morning and the TV had, I was lying there awake. So I wasn't asleep. I was lying there awake and um, all of a sudden this TV turned on. Yes. That's happened to me a few times in my life. I was actually at a conference in Broome and the same thing happened. Really? Yeah, three mm. in the morning. I was lying there awake. I was lying there awake and all of a sudden the TV turned on on its own. I'm like, I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> yeah, it can freak you out a little bit sometimes. I, now it doesn't scare me as much. I kind of go, do you know what? Nothing happens. Yeah, that's it. I'm like, mm. don't let it freak you out. Yeah. I kind of I kind of go, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to let it freak me out because nothing actually happens. The TV turns on. Is that a spirit? It could. It could be lots of different things. A lot of people, when they can't explain things, jump immediately to spirit. There, yep. we've got a ghost, we've got a spirit. It doesn't necessarily mean that, though. Yep. There's within spaces, within homes or buildings, we're working with lots of different layers of energy. It's, it's a multiple-layered being or entity in itself. Yeah just like us, our beings. So if we jump straight to spirit, it doesn't give us a really good understanding of what else could it be. So I work as a geomancer as well. So we work with geopathic stress on site and that can be from any sort of stresses in the ground or the land, deep within the crust of the earth sometimes, but it changes the resonance of a space. And when it changes the resonance, it can create lots of weird sort of things happening, like okay. electrical things going off or turning on or breaking. Lots of light globes could break as well. Sometimes they can hold on to energetic patterns. So being an old house, there might have been a family that lived there for, I don't know, 50 years, say, and they walked the hall over and over again over those 50 years now if you've got geopathic stress on site that can actually hold that energetic pattern so even though you may see a figure walking down the hallway it may just be that pattern being played over and over again and stuck on site it doesn't necessarily have to be spirit do you recall when you came to my place because I know you've had so many clients so I can imagine you know you may not remember (laughs) our house but you do, you do remember? I do remember, and I think you did have a spirit, actually. <laughs> as far as I remember, you did have one and yeah. it was cleared. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you, I remember you saying that at the time. It was yeah. five and a half years ago. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now we did ritual. Yes, we did. Yeah. So what, we does did. The, what does ritual do? 
So we were so we had to I had to write on a bit of paper. I think it was something about what I what I wanted to see go from the house. That's right. And I think yeah. we buried it in the yard somewhere. Yeah, okay. And then I think we did something with, with the, the candles. With the candles, yes. yes. That's invoking. So we did at that particular time we do we did a ritual in in order to invoke a particular energy or intention that you wanted held on site. Yeah. And so we clear all the things that you know was challenging on that site or in your house at that time and then we call in and we invoke your intention of what it, you actually want in your home. Yeah. That's right. I remember we had to to say some things in the different rooms. Yeah, we yeah. went around and we talked to the house basically. Yeah. Yeah. Do you manage do you remember what that spirit was doing, like who, like was it a person like hanging out in my house? Yeah, I think it was. Look, spirits in houses, uh, there's so many different ones. Um, I think some people get the notion that, you know, there's only one type of ghost, but there's yep. actually quite a lot of different ones. So you can get really transient spirits yep. and sometimes they come in with you from shopping or, yep. you know, my kids have brought a couple homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you yeah. Know, and all of a sudden you go, oh, what's this thing doing here? Do, do you see them? Like if you see – like did you see um, – Yeah, sometimes. It depends. I can I can see them out my peripheral vision or I see them in my mind's eye when I'm working. Yeah. Yeah. So I call it sitting when yep. I sit. Yeah, I can see them. But So they can be really transient, really easily cleared – and really don't really cause much fuss. Then you get the ones that have been there for a long time and they're maybe waiting for one of their loved ones to come back from, say, the war and they yep. never arrived home. So they're sitting sure. waiting, you know, they don't know what's going on. And so you need to be really compassionate towards some spirits that really just need to be told what's going on and shown and guided very lovingly back to home or, yep. you know, the light or whatever you want to call it. And then you get the the spirits that can be really disruptive and can, yeah, be a bit cranky, I guess. So are they trying to scare you or are they wanting attention or are they just doing their do? It's sometimes they're just doing their do. Yeah, yeah. Um, it depends and sometimes because it may – just say it's an old house, we can't as, – as a clearer myself, I can't put any label on exactly what it is. Unless I have evidence, yep. I will not say this is what it is, this is why they're here, they're here to do this ABC and be very clear about it. I don't like to put that assumption on something that is very – well, it's energetic. It can change in an instant, right? Yeah. So I like to go, wow, that's interesting. That's an interesting thing that's come up. And sometimes I just see it as it's symbolic meaning. Yep. How is it making you feel as a homeowner? Then whatever this energy is, be it a spirit, be it a pattern, imprinted pattern – it's there because it's teaching you something. Okay. Let's get soulful on social media. Search the Sister Code Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. 
So in our place, when I'm feeling ill at ease, it was really odd. Yeah. This, this ill at ease feeling that I couldn't really put my finger on. So there, and the, there's a spirit there. Am I feeling that spirit? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you can be. Because, you know, we're all, as I said, we're energetic beings. You know, even if you're standing in the street and someone's staring at you, you, you know. You feel it. You can feel it, right? So And isn't it funny when you're, star- when you're staring at someone and they bust you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but it's yeah. like they know. They know someone's looking at me. Yeah, because you can feel it energetically. Because yep. our aura goes out beyond our physical body. Being yeah, and any sort of looking at it's chi, it's it's energy yeah, in pointed in a direction, and it's the same with spirit. You know, you know that someone's watching you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, so you went from going doing the energetic healing on people to now doing feng shui and the geomancy. Is there a big call for that? Do you find? Yeah, there's more and more, um, particularly geomancy because. Our land, unfortunately, has been used and abused, really, and that has a direct influence and impact on the energetics of our living spaces. So I'm finding a lot more families are going, there's so much stress and tension in our house for no particular reason, and we can't quite put our finger on it, and we've done everything else and how about we give this a go? Yeah. Yeah. And um, feng shui. Now, I don't know a lot about feng shui, but my understanding is it's like, okay, if you have a red door, that's good. And <laughs> no, you, sh- that's you, shouldn't, you shouldn't have your back to the door and like in the office, you shouldn't have your back to the door. That's correct, yeah. And um, you need to be careful how you place your furniture. I know that's a really simplistic view of feng shui, but that's kind of like the extent of my understanding of yeah. how that works. Feng shui is a very... Well, it's very interesting. It's very ancient as well, but it's got to do with us being in harmony with our surroundings ultimately. So geomancy was actually the original feng shui and it's watching the energy and the land and, you know, where best to build a house or put a crop Yes. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, and then it went. You want your on crop to, to grow well, totally. <laughs> and geomancy is really good for that, by the way, for permaculture. Yeah. But so feng shui is about working with the chi, and chi moves, and it moves around our house. And there again with feng shui, there's lots of different layers and school of thought. So you might be what I do find a lot of people read feng shui books. And then get totally confused because one book will contradict the other lesson. And what, as a feng shui practitioner, what we do, we come in and look at the priority and say, well, this school actually doesn't have priority over what's going on here. So we look at this instead. And I have to say that red doors aren't always good (laughs) because it can actually activate bad or challenging chi if it's in the wrong spot. So, yeah, every house is an individual. Oh, so really it's about getting someone like you to come and actually do like a customised, let's have a look at this place, not just paint your front door red, which I thought you had to do. (laughs) Don't do that, don't do that. Actually red is one of the colours that I would say don't use unless you've had a consult with Flying Star School. 
Okay. Yeah. We um our building at Got Your Back Sister, our Got Your Back Sister building, I should say, over at Ties Hill. It, I mean, we inherited the red door with it. Yeah. Okay. I have to get you to come and have a look and yeah, see. Yeah, I was thinking. Well, have a look at what the previous people were like in there, and that might give you a good indication of maybe so what that red door is doing. It's a super old building. It was. Built and launched in 1900. It was the old Ties Hill School of Arts. It's a very beautiful, ornate building on the outside and a little bit decrepit on the inside, but we say it's character. And um, yeah, and before us, it was a makeup school. It's been a boutique, it's been an art gallery. Um, What else has it been? I'm not sure. It was originally built to be a school of arts. Yeah. So I'm not sure who painted the door red. Mm. I'm not sure, but I thought red doors were good. So I was like, woohoo, building with a red door. Yeah, it really depends on your building. So Renee, before we finish up today, for people like me who are still trying to figure out this crazy journey the best we can, who are curious about uh, energy and energy healing and feng shui and geomancy, what would be maybe two key things that you could that you would want me to know that you are an a powerful being within yourself i think that's the most important thing to recognize for yourself so that's for all sisters listening all sisters that you are powerful that if you feel swayed you always just go back to center you have it all within you and i guess the other one would be connecting to your surroundings, connecting in with your land and what it provides you can also be extremely rewarding and provide you with that extra support and vitality. And you you never know, you get to delve into lots of different realms if you start to connect in with the land. Interesting. I find when I feel really stressed, really stressed, which is not very often, thank goodness. I say to my hubby, can we go to the Blue Mountains? Yeah. And we go That's and just place. Yeah, and we just be go we go to the Wentworth Falls mm-hmm. and and go down very long climb down and back up again. But it's so worth it to yeah. be in nature. Totally. So that's totally. about tapping into that energy. Totally. And being recognizing that you have a relationship with it. Yes. Yeah. All of us. All of us. Yeah, totally. Everyone is part of it. We're all part of that one entity of life basically yeah so there we go sisters we're all powerful within ourselves it's about learning and trusting that power and it's about tapping into the land yeah the beautiful energy of the land totally it's all there for us so renee how can people find out more about the work that you do and find out more about you i have a website called reneelongworth.com I also have a um, Facebook page and Instagram that you can access through my website and I do one-on-one sessions online and I'm also always really super stoked to go out on site and look at your land and your home and work with you that way. Thank you so much, Renee. You're a true soul sister. Thanks, Mel, for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Hey Soul Sister with Mel Histon. What would help you on your crazy life journey? Email Melissa at thesisterco.com.